Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome, welcome one and all to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. I want to thank everyone. I want to thank everyone in this brave audience right here. Everyone in this audience who braved the cold outside to come in here and be even colder because... Because <laughs> today, New York City was pummeled by a nor'easter, including a heavy dusting on the marquee at the Ed Sullivan Theater. <laughs> Leading up to uh, this storm, officials forecasted up to eight inches of snow. Of course, as is usually the case, that eight inches is more like a confident five. <laughs> but... You know what they say? Uh, you know what they... Uh-huh. You know what they say? It's not about the depth of the snow, it's how you plow it. <laughs> Back in... Thank you. Back in the day, uh, snow used to mean no school, but not anymore, because instead, in New York, students had a remote learning day. As in, the chances of learning? Remote. <laughs> the, uh... The early morning snowstorm, uh, is this true? It depressed turnout in a very important special election today in New York, the race to replace George Santos. The candidates for that Long Island seat are Republican Mozzie Pillip and Democrat Tom Swazi. It's a showdown we're calling Mozzie v. Swazi, Democracy Kamikaze on Long Ozzie. The Republican... It's going to catch on. No, that's okay. Doesn't deserve that. The Republican uh, has an unusual resume. She's a local legislator and a registered Democrat. A Republican who's a Democrat. Thanksgiving must be really hard. She gets in a fight with herself and sneaks away from herself to get high in the garage. <laughs> we don't know the results yet, right? We don't know anything because we recorded this earlier. Okay, but we do know the race was tight. And the stakes are high. The GOP has this razor-thin majority in the House of Representatives, and they need all the votes they can get for their election year ambitions to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas or even President Biden. Long Islanders could decide the fate of Congress. Explains the first bill that Swazi has promised to pass. H.R. 273, the Beatles couldn't hold Billy Joel's freaking (laughs) jockstrap. Now, a lot of people are looking at this as, uh, as a bellwether for the presidential election, one Republican voter described her priorities. I supported Mozzie because I think she's a little tougher on crime. And to be honest with you, that's what the whole country is afraid of, the crime. We don't care about democracy. That's already done. We don't care about democracy? Donald Trump, I think I found your new VP. 
Now, that's done. Democracy's democracy. A lot of Democrats voted early in this election, so Republicans needed a big turnout today, which is why they hatched a brilliant plan to get voters to the polls, even in the snow. Republicans here say if voters can't get to the polls, they have monster trucks that they're ready to pick them up and get them to the polls. Oh, yeah, this Tuesday, 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 it's special election Monster Jam, live from Long Island, featuring the enfranchiser, <laughs> El Ballot Loco, and Governor Kathy Hochul-Soros. Oh, oh, oh uh, to quote the four words most often used to cancel vacations, there's some COVID news. We just learned that the CDC plans to drop its five-day COVID isolation guidelines. What? No isolation? You've been telling us for years that we need to be mindful of infecting our friends and neighbors. They also announced this new CDC slogan, JK, lols. <laughs> One of the reasons why this is such big news is because it's the first loosening of COVID isolation recommendations since 2021, which is when they told us it was finally okay to leave our personal human hamster balls. <laughs> so what do the guidelines actually say? Well, from now on, you are free to go back to your life if you're fever-free for at least 24 hours without the aid of medication and your symptoms are mild and improving. So remember, when you're riding in the elevator with Todd from accounting and he's coughing all the way to the 10th floor, it's fine as long as he was worse yesterday. <laughs> There's, there's going to be a, a, a new person. What else has changed? Is this the, the, there's going to be a new person overseeing elections for the GOP soon because reportedly, Ronna McDaniel is stepping down as chair of the Republican National Committee and Donald Trump wants to replace her with North Carolina GOP chair and co-worker who just found out there was an office Christmas party last year. <laughs> Michael Watley. But the really interesting story here is who Trump reportedly wants to make co-chair because it's none other than his daughter-in-law and woman who thought Get Out was a rom-com, Lara Trump. <laughs> now, many folks are saying this choice reeks of corruption. And in response to her critics, Lara released this statement. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. Still slaps. <laughs> As in, I feel like I'm being slapped. <laughs> Trump said this about the endorsement. Lara is an extremely talented communicator and has dedicated all that MAGA stands for. She has told me she wants to accept this challenge and would be great. Every penny will be used properly. Yes, it's true. Every penny will be used. Every penny. No, listen, no folks, listen up. Listen, every penny... Look, every, every penny will be used properly. All the folding money will be misappropriated because... Daddy's got legal bills. <laughs> I say, why stop with Lara, uh, a future Trump administration who could have Jared as chief of staff, Ivanka as ambassador to the UN, and Don Jr. as head of the DEA, the Drug Enjoyment Agency. <laughs> uh, folks are still rattled by Trump's statement that he would encourage Russia to do what it wanted to our NATO allies. And, and I'm being told right now that Putin has pushed France out of a window. <laughs> Well, now we have an update from former National Security Advisor and Colonel Sanders' brother who went to Kentucky Fried Law School, John Bolton. In an upcoming book, Bolton predicts that if Trump is elected, NATO would be in real jeopardy. I think he would try to get out. And you know he wouldn't do it to their face. He would just send NATO one of those Pizza Hut breakup pizzas. (laughs) 
This is such a shocking idea that President Biden took a break from succumbing to entropy to express his opinion. It's dumb, it's shameful, it's dangerous, it's un-American. Strong words, Joe. And coincidentally, Trump's new campaign slogan. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the ratings are in from the Super Bowl, and it was super. In fact, Super Bowl 58 was the most watched program ever. It's no surprise. No surprise, you had your football fans, plus all the folks tuning in to catch a glimpse of a global megastar, Tracker. Tracker. <laughs> your glasses were on top of your head the whole time. <laughs> the game was watched by 123.4 million average viewers. Wow. And who knows how many really hot ones. <laughs> oh, today is Mardi Gras. Today is Mardi Gras, my friends. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. Tomorrow is Ash Wednesday, the first day of Lent, which this year falls on Valentine's Day, which explains why one of the most popular gifts for Catholic lovers is an empty box with the note, you gave up chocolate for Lent. <laughs> and that is actually a budget-conscious choice this year because cocoa prices have spiked to an all-time high. You can learn all about it in the new Netflix crime drama, Narcocos. <laughs> but the biggest candy news this holiday is that Sweethearts is updating its famous Valentine's Conversation Heart Candy. Fingers crossed they finally found the perfect ratio of chalk to baby powder. <laughs> the actual change is to the text of the candy. Sweethearts will now offer special hearts with messages for people who are in situationships. <laughs> now, if, 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 you're, if you're not sure if your relationship is a situationship, it's a situationship. <laughs> Or if you add a third person, a menage a whatevs. <laughs> the new situationship candy hearts look like this, with the tagline, messages as blurry as your relationship. <laughs> First of all, blurry text is a cop-out. They're clearly trying to unload all their misprints. Second, there are plenty of messages that could accurately describe your situationship, like, miss you when drunk. <laughs> We're bored and both home for the holidays, and I will never know your middle name. We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Matt Damon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ladies and gentlemen, my first guest tonight is an Oscar-winning actor and writer you know from so many of your favorite films like Goodwill Hunting, The Bourne Identity movies, and Oppenheimer. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Mr. Matt Damon. These are the adventurous people who braved the snow. That's exactly you know? right. Yeah. I was like, yeah. thank you for being here. You know, it made it through the storm to be here. I appreciate it. I did, I did. Yeah. Eric, Eric Adams, our mayor, is very popular in my house today because everyone got to stay home from school. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you, uh, you were one of the big Super Bowl ads this yeah. year along with your buddy Ben Affleck uh, and Tom Brady. As if I have to ask, whose idea was this? 
That is clearly not my idea. <laughs> we had uh -huh. a lot of fun doing it, though. It was really, it was yeah. Great. It yeah. looks, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, uh, so, is is uh, Affleck your best friend? Yes, yeah. he's your best friend for for many many years. That's yeah. fantastic. I like at the end you say, I like in the end you say, I, I remember how I said I would do anything for you. This is anything. That's what you say at the end of the ad. Yeah, and I actually said that to him when we were filming. <laughs> and he just left it in. <laughs> in other words, when I said, I gave you a chit that means yeah. I would do anything for you, you just burned you it just on burned an ad. It. We, I mean, however much time we have on this beautiful planet, we, uh, he's got no more chit with me. <laughs> um, uh, who, do you hang with famous people? Like, do you have, who's your crew? Who does Matt Damon roll with? <laughs> well, first, I don't think of myself in the third person. <laughs> So let me tell you who Matt Damon rolls with. Tell me with. who Matt Damon rolls uh, with. Uh, Stephen Colbert wants to know. See. <laughs> well, we um, we have some friends who are in the famous because it's or in the business because that's just who you end up meeting the people right. that you're working. What's with. your ratio in the crew? Is it eighty twenty? What's your ratio of famous people to non-famous people? I mean, people? I have John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. We live in the same apartment building, so I see them quite often. Okay, well, that's I mean, that's, so, that's okay. So, that's so I, but, but they're more like family than than I don't think than friends as, as famous. Yeah, they're not, I don't even you think can't, them as you friends. can't choose them. They're in your building. There's like nothing your I can do about it. You just grew up with them. I yeah. see him in the gym every morning and I can't get away from him. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. I just arm wrestled him. I know. You yeah. Arm wrestled him on numerous occasions. This is only three. Yeah, that's numerous. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to arm wrestle you because I just touched your tricep on the way out here, and it. It's, it's uh, like a brick wall. Are you getting ready for, uh, like, a, a roll or something, or you just like to stay fit? No, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to keep up with John, is the truth, because John was getting in really good shape for this role that he's gone off to do. Uh, he's doing this Guy Ritchie film, and so I just started training with him every morning um, just because I didn't have anything else to do. You, so you don't run with a lot of famous people. Just the only people you can name are famous people. That's, that's right. That, right. Well, yeah. But, okay. like, Ben, for instance, you know, Ben's obviously very... Famous guy, but like we, you know, he wasn't when he was eight years old when I started hanging out with him. That's so, fair. Yeah. That's fair. Because yeah. I don't know, I don't know, you know, whether I run out, I run with enough famous people. Because I'm mildly famous. I'm not Matt Damon famous, but I'm mildly famous. You're on TV every night. You're, you're. I mean, but uh, but I, I picture one, you yeah. just kind of hanging out with like John Stewart, and I mean, that's all we do. We just John and I. <laughs> We just meet at a burger bar and we just hang and out. Plan all night. the next rally. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, I have to ask you about Oppenheimer. It's a fantastic performance. Um, what did you know? Thank you. Two quick, two quick questions. Yeah, 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 move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. What did you What did you know about your What's your character's name again? Uh, I played uh, General Groves, Leslie. Yeah, Groves. General Groves. Yeah, what did yeah. you know about General Groves and the development of the Manhattan Project before you did this part? I knew what I'd studied in in school. I think I'd studied it in um, in junior high and a little bit in high school, but I didn't really go very very deep on it um, yeah. until I got until I got the part. When when uh, when we had uh, Emily Blunt on here, she said that um, she Chris Nolan made her read the script in his library. Yes. Okay. Where did he make you read the script? So he he brought it to my house and he defined. Uh, hey. No, I knew he was coming. Okay. I just didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know how the Nolan. I was waiting for him. That maybe just opened a closet and he goes hello. But he he actually. <laughs> That would be that would be terrifying. Sure. Um, 
No, he showed up, uh, but it was kind of late on a Friday night, and so I, uh, I said, I'm, I'm going to have to read it in the morning. And he said, how long does it take you to read a script? And I said, yeah, I read it at about the exact uh, pace the movie will play. That's the best way that I can figure out it. Sure. And he goes, what time will you begin reading? I said, 9 a.m. And he said, I will be here at noon. <laughs> and at 12 on the dot, he showed up. And, and we sat and we talked about the script for hours. And then, okay. he, and then he took it with him when he left. He says he prints the script on red paper. So that it can't be copied. Copied. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But what's it like to read on red paper? That can't, can't be that easy. I'm, I've grown used to it with Chris. <laughs> because, I, you know, I did, I did a small part in Interstellar. Yeah. And that was an even crazier story because I was shooting The Monuments Men. I was in the Hearts region of Germany with the, the George Clooney movie. And he, he sent a PA to Germany with hand-carrying the script. And the kid got there, and it was like, it was 8 at night. And we were just getting home from set. We'd been shooting all day. I said, I can't read this tonight. I'm going to bed. Um, but I'll read it first thing after work tomorrow. And, uh, and it turned out that this kid had never been outside the U.S., and so he got a free day in Germany. He had, like, the best time. But he was not allowed. Because I said, just leave it with me. I'll read it at work. And he goes, no, I can't do that. This cannot leave my... So I'm allowed to give it to you and stand outside the room while you read it, but then I have to, to get it back. And, so, and he had come all the way. I mean, this is rural Germany. It's like it was a flight and probably a bus and a thing. You know, it was... Wow. Um, solid. That's lovely. Yeah, no, it, it turned out, it, it, it worked out for him because he, he got an extra day in, uh, in Germany, which was great. Sure. Now, uh, I understand that before you did Oppenheimer, you and your wife agreed that you wouldn't act for a while. Right. Because it's so consuming and you have to be off in rural Germany or someplace right. like that. So what, so what gives? Why, well, why did you do Oppenheimer? We had a very specific arrangement, which was, I, I always, like most actors who, people keep an eye on someone like Chris Nolan, and, and I had a feeling he might have a movie coming up. And he's really mercurial. No idea if there's a part in it for me, but I just left that one door open. I said, but if Chris Nolan were to call me, I... <laughs> Darling, nothing is more important to me than the time we spend together. Our marriage (laughs) is the second most important thing. (laughs) No, that's not true. No, but I did. But but look, to be fair, she's a massive fan of his movies too. So she was like, "No, no, obviously, if he calls, then you can then you can do that." And then he did, um, you know, which was great. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Maybe that's a way to like to tempt him to give you something. So I just want to say. Darling, I just want you to know that I will never act in a movie unless Chris Nolan calls. <laughs> and then I have to. It's irresistible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We have to take a quick break. Uh, but we'll be right back with more Matt Damon, everybody. Stick around. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Here with the producer of the new documentary, Kiss the Future, Matt Damon. 
everybody knows you as an actor and, 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 and as a writer, but you're also a producer, and you, you have a new film called Kiss the Future. What, what is Kiss the Future? So this is a documentary that we made, and I heard this story, and I thought it was just so incredible. Um, we have this incredible, this wonderful director. It's about Sarajevo uh, about 30 years ago and, um, and the siege there, and basically the way the people who survived that siege, the way they did it, uh, one of the ways they got through it was through music and art and basically refusing refusing to be defined by the situation they were in and doing this incredible, like using music almost as an act of resistance and defiance. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and through this incredible story, they get linked up with U2 and U2 starts broadcasting interviews with them from their Zoo TV tour and trying to keep their stories centered. And, and so it's about the relationship between that city and that band and about music in general and about really about light winning over darkness and, the, you know, the, the political forces that are always trying to divide us and, um, and, uh, and, and the way normal people can just rise up and use, and use art and use music as a way to, to, to express their humanity and keep communities together, together and to win. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really beautiful movie. Right. And, and in fact, you know, AMC, it's going to come out in theaters all over America. And I talked to the head of AMC, and he just was like, he just loved the movie. And he loved the, everybody involved with it, and he just wanted to help. So he's putting it out. And it's going to come out later in the year on Paramount+. Plus. So you'll be able to see it. Hopefully, go see it in a theater. It's a beautiful story. We, we have a clip of the documentary here. Can you, you need to tell us what's happening? Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty self-explanatory, uh, but you'll get a sense of uh, of kind of what the movie is hopefully through this, and and you'll get to see some of the Sarajevans who we who we follow through the whole thing. Incidentally, that's one of the things the band, one of the ways they agreed to do it. They didn't want to make a U two movie. Mm-hmm. They were they were like you got to put the Sarajevan pe- people at the center of this, and that's what we did. And so, um, so here's a clip, Jim. They represent something that I realized in this war, in Sarajevo war, was a personification of our resistance. With you two during the war, they really had something to say, you know. That was really important for us. All of us use music to, you know, protect ourselves, you know, as a kind of shield against all the dark forces inside our head. In Sarajevo, there was war. They were in the middle of it, and they were using music as a shield against actual (laughs) dark forces. Here is you and and one of the people in in the movie. Here is you and and Bono. Uh, Did you get to know him in the course of making this movie? Uh, I did. I actually knew him. Coincidentally, I, I'd, I'd, I'd met him a number of times over the years. He actually really helped me get into the work that I do with Water.org, and um, he's been a really important part of my life in that way. But I actually, we were shooting the last duel in Ireland when the lockdown happened, mm-hmm. and so I got locked down with my family, like a quarter mile from his house, and so I walking actually, distance, walking distance, staggering distance. <laughs> <laughs> There or on the way back? Usually the way back, yeah. Yeah, it's, he's a rock star, you know. He's, it's tough to, tough to hang with those guys, no. So you hang out with Krasinski and you hang out with Bono. <laughs> so not a lot of famous it's, people, not a lot of famous... You hang out with Hemsworth, too, don't you? I just sound like such an ass. <laughs> 
don't I? <laughs> do you do you, do you go hang out at uh, with Clooney uh, at Lake uh, Como ever? I, I mean, for many for many years, I did. In the last few, not you know, with the kids, it's it's yeah. it's. I haven't I haven't been to to that place probably since we did Monuments Men. I went, time I is went flying by. I went dinner over there with uh, with my family the one best. a couple yeah, years yeah. ago. He told a lot of stories about you. He, I'm sure he did. <laughs> But he knows I have a lot of stories about him, so it's going to be exactly okay. Right. It's was, like it's like the cold, m- mutually assured destruction. It's, no? it's okay. the Cold War. There you go. Okay, um, it, it's been um, uh, reported, and I'm sure you know these reports, that the Jason Bourne films, a new Jason Bourne film, is in the works at Universal. Okay. Now, just saying. Somebody's prepping for something. No details have been given as to who is involved in this. I understand there's something you'd like to tell everybody right now. No, de- ahead, no details your... have been given to me. So, just, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no, there's a great director named Edward Berger who directed All Quiet on the Western Front. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. It came out recently. Fantastic film. Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, a German director, he's wonderful, and he, and he said he had an idea. Well, are so you excited to be working with him? I would love to work with him. So he's working on it. So I, I'm, look, I'm, I'm as anxious as you are to see if this thing is... I hope it's great and that we can do it. Okay. But you don't think, like, if you said, I'm doing it, they would say, yeah, it's got to be Matt Damon, right? If you just, you just, if you bigfooted the situation, you're Matt Damon, Matt. Just I mean, say, this is how it's going to be, Matt Damon. At a certain point, someone's going to need to take it over, you know? I mean, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm not getting you're any younger. You're fit as a fiddle, man. Yeah. Again, you're rock hard. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, just, you know... I'm just this is, appreciatively. This is I how mean, rumors I, get I, started. I, I touched uh, Krasinski's bicep the other night when we're arm wrestling. Putty. No, he's, he's got nothing on. He's you. a monster in the gym. No, he really no, is. No, he's yeah. not. No, he's not. <laughs> uh, one of one of the one of the things about this that I love is not only was this one of the most popular commercials that was on the Super Bowl, but Duncan actually sold these ridiculous outfits. I, I didn't know they were going to do that, you by didn't the way. Know no, that? I had no, no idea. Well, we got a couple of them right here. <laughs> and I was... May I? <laughs> May I be a Dunking? Yes. There you go. Yes. There you go. Oh, my God. This is, this oh, is fantastic. So comfortable over a suit. Oh, perfect. Fantastic. We need the glasses. It's yeah. nice. That, by the way, the only qualification for being a Dun King is the willingness to put this on. <laughs> so you're in the band. You it's made a it. It's really, it's a completely sealed plastic bag, which is yeah. what I like about it. I feel like I'm trying to make weight for the wrestling team. It, it's great for dancing. Yeah. Uh, well, Matt, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for Give my best to Bono. Thank you. Kiss the Future is in AMC Theaters February 23rd and on Paramount Plus later this year. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. 
join all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Poncho listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com.